Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about today's topic. Uh, Today we're going to talk about what to do in Walt Disney World if you're not into the thrills, if you're not into riding the rides. Uh, And we're going to preface it today with saying we're not going to really talk about what to do as adults. So if you're looking for adult content as far as what you can do on an adult trip in Walt Disney World, we do have two shows for you, episodes 20 and 22. You can check that out. Um, But today is really all about what you can do inside the parks that are not ride-related. Are you ready, Sandy? I am ready. And I'll also add to that that these are things you can do all year long. They're not all of the Halloween things or the Christmas things. These are things any week you're there, you're going to be able to find these things. That's a good point. And and obviously, as we progress through the show, you'll know that we'll put out shows. We've put out a Halloween show. We'll, you know, we'll put out shows that are specific to those things. But today, we're going to talk about stuff that's available all the time. So perhaps we should start at the beginning. There's only one place to begin when you're talking about uh, anything systematically in Walt Disney World. And of course, we are heading over to the Magic Kingdom. And they do get a lot of extra stuff in there. So many interactive things. I love how they've taken that original park and infused a lot of technology. Disney's become very big on scavenger hunts. They're great because you can do them at your own pace. Not only can you do them at your own pace, you can stop in the middle. So they're perfect for families. They're also great for adults only. And the other reason that I love them, and we're going to talk about them in several parks, is you can do them again and again and again, and it's not the same. Each of these little hunts that we're talking about has between 5 and 20 different scavenger hunts to it. So if that's your thing, or maybe you've got an older one who's doing thrill rides, but your 5 or 6-year-old isn't tall enough, it's a great way to have something additional to do. And it's the type of thing, too, where in the age of social media, it makes for great photo opportunities that you can post of your family doing these things together. They are a lot of fun. Okay, so let's start with the first thing that we have here on our list at the Magic Kingdom. So we're going to begin with the Sorcerer of the Kingdom because you begin really when you enter the park. You're going to enter the park, and on the left, just past City Hall, you'll find the fire station, and that's where you can register for the Sorcerer of the Kingdom. You'll check in there. Your very first time playing, they're going to give you a map and a key and a packet of cards. Every day you go to the Magic Kingdom, each person can get a new packet of cards. So definitely, even if everybody in the family doesn't want to play, everybody should grab a packet. And every time you go, you should grab another one. Because there are well over 100 cards, you're going to end up with some duplicates. There's a whole ranking system online, which are rare, which are common. And those cards are going to help you play the game. You're going to take your map, head over to your first window, and you'll find maybe you didn't even, you've been to Magic Kingdom and you didn't know what those gold markings on the floor were. You couldn't figure it out. That's where you're going to stand for the Sorcerer of the Kingdom. And once you stand there and look towards the closest window, it's going to set off something interactive, little video screen. You're going to play with the video and use your cards holding them up to make it do different interactions for you. Now, repeat one more time for those that didn't get it. Where do you pick this stuff up when you first enter the park? When you first enter the park, you're going to pick it up in the fire station in on the left. 
if you miss that opportunity, because they know some people when they first get to the park, you're overwhelmed with the beauty of the castle, taking your picture or making a run for your first fast pass, you can also pick it up behind the Christmas shop. There is a second location, but you only get one packet of cards per day and they do scan your park pass. So you can't check in in both locations. Any additional cost? There is not. It is free. Unless, of course, you have a kid like mine who needs the special collector book to put their cards in. But I will tell you, the cards can easily sit in any old pencil pouch you have, a Ziploc bag, or anything else. Oh, somewhere your kid is shaking her head going, no, Mom, that's not true at all. <laughs> uh, so from Sorcerer of the Kingdom to really bad eggs, let's talk about the pirate adventures that they have at Magic Kingdom. Located just after the entrance to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, on the left, you'll see a Pirate Adventure building. Again, you're going to enter that area. This one doesn't have cards with it, so nothing to remember to bring back with you next time, which is nice. There are currently eight different adventures, and you'll log into the computer system they have there again. Everything is run through your Magic Band. If you don't have a Magic Band... That little QR code on the back of your park pass will do the same thing. You'll register, get a map, and head out into Adventureland to find some treasures. Very cool. Uh, the Transit Authority. You know, that is our hidden nap spot, whether you're trying to get an infant to sleep, an adult who needs a break from the park, or it's about to pour we are huge fans of the Transit Authority, especially if you're not a thrill-eyed person. It's a way to get a sneak peek into Space Mountain. Nice, calm, relaxing ride. Almost never any weight out of the elements and a nice break from the day. I've always said there are two things that I need to do that makes me feel like I've been to Walt Disney World. One was always visit the Hoopty Doo Review, which we may do a show on later on. And two is I need to ride the TTA, the, the Transit Authority. It just it feels like Disney World once I've gone through it. Stage shows, a lot of stage shows going on uh, throughout the history of of the Magic Kingdom. Talk to us about that. They typically have a castle stage show that's running several times a day. There is a pirate tutorial show across from the Pirates of the Caribbean, and early in the day. You'll find a lot of entertainment right on Main Street. The Dapper Dans are among my favorite, an incredible musical quartet that is just wandering down Main Street and stopping for some entertainment. Some of these things that you wouldn't even think of are what make especially the Magic Kingdom as magical as it is. It's just stuff that it just looks like it's happening serendipitously, and of course it's not, but that's, that's how it appears. So those things are absolutely wonderful. Uh, heading over to the other kingdom, the animal kingdom, let's talk a little bit about what they have to offer there. Well, we obviously have animals galore and walking trails. So that gives you that different element that automatically is not big thrill rides. You can also take a train out to Conservation Station. And as its name implies, obviously you're going to learn about conservation, a petting zoo if you've got little ones. So Another great non-thrill ride thing. We also love the Wilderness Explorer, themed after, obviously, our friends over at UP. Um, and it's different stations throughout the park. You will go and the kids can get 
a sticker for completing each station. It is an incredibly immersive educational experience. Everything from fossils to habitats and all of those great little animal add-ons to really understand what everything is about in Animal Kingdom. Um, two Broadway-style stage shows. Festival of the Lion King, our personal favorite. I will tell you that my family has been known to watch that two, three, we even did four shows one day, yep. and Finding Nemo the Musical. A third stage show, not of a musical caliber, Up, A Great Bird Adventure, like we were just talking about from Up the Movie. And it does feature Doug and Russell, and they bring out some beautiful birds and incredible things to see. And again, really a focus on the education. And that show is a, a re-theming of sorts of, of the other show that was there, which was also about birds, correct? That is correct. And again, I think, as we've talked about before, that's the thing that keeps me going back to Disney. They don't settle. They are constantly evaluating and enhancing on everything. Anything else in the animal kingdom? So much more. They have a lot of live entertainment. And if you know about Animal Kingdom, it is based on being in Asia and Africa. So they really infuse that culture. Bollywood Beats is a favorite of mine to watch. It is Indian dance style. And then they have several different African bands with big drumming. Head over into Pandora. You can do your own different kind of drumming over there. And they also have this huge robot ranger, the Pandora ranger. He comes out. He's probably about 10 foot tall. And he tells you all about the environment and what happens if we don't care for our planet. So again, you're going to find lots of incredible entertainment, but with that educational value. And of course, their nighttime show, Rivers of Light. And one of the interesting things about that one that people don't always think about, it's going to be your only show where you don't have fireworks. Why? Too close to the animals. So that one is all lighting and special effects so that it doesn't disturb the habitats around it. Yeah, another way of telling a story, as only Disney can. Uh, moving over to uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. So as its name obviously implies, it's all about Hollywood. And there are great opportunities there to get that feel that you are actually out in Hollywood. You know, they have their own Grumman's Chinese Theater. They've got these stars on the ground with the handprints and footprints. See who you match up to. The busts of the iconic people. Head over into the Brown Derby. If you're not having lunch there, you can still head into the lobby and see all the famous caricatures that are on the wall, just like you would find in that original Brown Derby. Um, also in Hollywood Studios is where you can really get some great Disney history. Walt Disney Presents. You can walk through the displays, see what Walt's original camera looked like, how all of the animation began, and end with a movie about Walt and about future things in Disney. Really, one of my favorite things to do in that park. Just really underrated, and if, if you don't know it's there, you definitely should put it on your list and check it out. 
It is great and very opposite to the next thing that's also super popular in there. The Launch Bay is where you'll find some Star Wars history and Star Wars memorabilia. And the Launch Bay is not located inside of Galaxy's Edge, our newest land. It is a separate area because it has been there for quite a while, but a great way to kind of get some Star Wars background before you head over into Galaxy's Edge. And the one thing I'll mention before we move on to Epcot is the the next park we'll talk about. I think we cannot possibly overstate just the ability to walk around Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and just look at the architecture, look at the theming. In the Animal Kingdom, you can look at the ground and see the, the tracks that change based on which continent that you're supposed to be in. There are little things that don't require any thrill at all that are the attention to detail is just so dynamic that if you're if you're a nerd like me those things are just as exciting as when you when you are dropping on the tower of terror at hollywood studios so open your eyes open your ears smell what's around you because all of these things will 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 bring your senses to life in a way that doesn't require any kind of thrills i think sometimes i feel i overuse this word when i'm talking to people and talking on the show But the word is immersive. It is all about really transporting all of your senses and all of those little details. And again, it's why you can go time and time again and catch something new because maybe you're looking at it from a different angle. Maybe, you know, you're not having a child calling your name at the same time or a spouse talking to you about where you're going next. And you're really hearing that subtle change of music as you're walking from one land to the other. There's just so many things to take in that it's hard to see it all and do it all at the same time. And those things can make your heart race just as much as a thrill ride. (laughs) Let's be fair. Uh, Moving over to Epcot. Epcot probably has the most entertainment. So the KitKat Fun Stops used to, if you remember years and years ago, they were only in the World Showcase. And we love the KitKat Stops. Again, it's that educational opportunity for the kids. It's interacting, as we've talked about before, each country has cast that is there on a visa from that country. So when you're at the KitKat Stop in Norway, you're meeting with typically college students from Norway, or you're meeting college students in Mexico or in China as you go through each of the pavilions. Because we are Disney Park regulars, typically at that stop, there is a coloring activity or something for the kids to do and learn. We used to try and take that spot and make it unique to what my daughter was interested in. They are happy to sit and talk to you and to go a little bit off script. So we've done everything from asking what Mickey Mouse is called in their country because he's not Mickey Mouse everywhere. We've asked them if it's a country that is not a primary English-speaking country. How would you say my daughter's name? How would you write it? Maybe a sports question. So you can really compare the world and do something that relates to your child. I will say I'm very grateful. I remember... One of our first times doing those stops, my daughter was young at the time, was when they had all of the Millennium stuff. And you made these huge dream catchers on this big wooden stick. And if you remember traveling with somebody that had those, they were a little bit of a pain because they were not so 
small if you didn't have a stroller to scoot them into. Now the activity is much smaller. It's actually housed in a quart-sized Ziploc bag that has a suitcase printed on it. So lightweight and small, easy to get around. You can do some countries one day, some countries another, and keep adding on, but a great experience. That's pretty cool. This next thing that you want to talk about has had a couple of different iterations, but the similar concept amongst all of them. So it's about to change yet again. It originally was the Kim Possible scavenger hunt. Then it became Agent P for Perry the Platypus. And it is in the process of changing over to DuckTales. So spend the afternoon with Scrooge McDuck and Donald and all of his nephews. It is an interactive scavenger hunt through the countries. Again, when it started as Kim Possible, if you're old enough to remember Kim, Kim worked on a communicator. And in Epcot, it was a glorified cell phone that they gave you. Now you can get a communicator or you can actually do it right off your cell phone. They have their own website. Again, this is one of those activities that I love and you can do it over and over again. The countries all have these scavenger hunts. Each one has five clues to it to make sure that two guests aren't getting to a clue at the same time. Each country has between 8 and 15 clues, and you only get five each time. So you could even do the same country multiple times. You're going to follow the clues, and then, as I said, it's going to interact with you. So some of our favorites, there's a clue where you head into the gift shop in Germany, and it tells you to look for the wall of the cuckoo clock. So when you're standing in front of it, you push a button on your phone, you set off, every cuckoo clock in the store. Um, There's another one in China where you head to this garden. And again, it's going to tell you to line up with this spot. You press the button on your phone. And all of a sudden you hear this gurgling sound and steam rises. And out of the garden rises a pagoda. Um, And then one of my other favorites is over in France. They have you look up to the Eiffel Tower and press the button. And they send your picture of you looking at the Eiffel Tower right to your phone. So great for kids of all ages. Everyone can take part in it. It also gets you into the countries and exploring things that you might not otherwise do. Younger kids are sometimes a little hesitant for the educational and the concentration needed. This is a fun way to interact in the countries. So we're talking about the countries floating in and out. And while you're there, there's some excellent excellent unique entertainment in each country amazing stuff and really varied everything from incredible music acts to jugglers and dancers all different types of performances definitely check your times guide check your my disney experience app most of those entertainment things will happen four to nine times per day it is almost impossible to get them all in in one day but Take in what you can. They're typically going to be 10 to 20-minute shows, um, with the exception of Canada for some reason. None of them have seating. So know that you might want to get there early if you have little ones so they can be in the front and be able to see easily. It is definitely not the same as a stage performance. You don't have to be there when it starts. You don't have to be there when it finishes. Do what works for your family. Catch it in the middle if it's not holding someone's um, keeping somebody busy, you can leave during an act. It is not the kind of stage performance where nobody talks and nobody moves. No, it's very, very fluid. Uh, all right. 
a couple things here. Uh, Play Disney. Play Disney is an app you can have on your phone that is interactive games within the park. So again, things that you can do on the line queues. Um, Galaxy's Edge being their newest spot, it has the most interactive spots to kind of connect with the game, gain different tokens and prizes. There's trivia, lots to do. The only thing I will say, and I know we've talked about this a little bit in a previous show, between the games like that Agent P and the Play Disney and the My Disney Experience app and reserving fast passes, keep in mind the batteries die quickly. So definitely come with a charger, get that exchangeable fuel rod. You're going to go through battery life pretty quickly. Uh, All right. Any last thoughts that we maybe haven't shared as far as what anybody could look for? So maybe you didn't want to do any of the tours from our adult-only shows. Maybe you're not a scavenger-type person. I don't care if you're 5 years old or 95 years old. The photography opportunities in Disney are absolutely endless. You could literally shoot thousands of pictures and not capture it all. Definitely, if you're a regular at the park, shoot things like as you get to the Magic Kingdom right in front of the train station. Those flowers change seasonally. So even though you're always going to see Mickey, it's going to be different colors and different flowers. Really take advantage of the photography opportunities. Couldn't agree more. Sandy, thanks for taking the time today. Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk soon. That's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. Look for a very special bonus episode next Tuesday as we share a first-hand account of the reopening of Walt Disney World. Don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week, and as always, keep making memories.